Rhino, it's it's here. The full squad is coming to Mesa. It is officially time. We are we are like minutes away from the very first spring training game. Um, how excited are you? It's pretty cool. It just means that uh, the weather is going to warm up soon and that uh, the Cubs have another opportunity to show everybody that they are still one of the best teams in baseball. Next year is here. We've got such a a big show today. A lot of provocative questions. Javi Baez sounds off. Uh, Chris Bryant talks about his future with the Cubs and all the the distractions. And even Joe Madden comes back into the fold and says some interesting things. That's right. And we have a great interview lined up. The newest member of the Marquee Sports Network. It's a name and a face you're going to know very well very soon. Cole Wright joins us here on the program to give his preview of the 2020 season. So stick around because the Friendly Confine starts right now. Right now. First inning now, Chad, and the team has officially arrived in Mesa. The first full workout of this squad for 2020 is finally in the mix. David Ross is taking control of this ball club, and uh, we're seeing a team, Chad, that I think definitely has a chip on their shoulder, especially after last season. It seems like this team um, probably wants to get back to where they're used to being, and that's at the top of the standings in the NL Central. Do you notice a little bit of a different attitude from this Cubs team kind of saying all the right things going into their first spring training practice? I think everybody's on notice. I think the David Ross situation and, and with, with Madden's departure, I think everybody's on notice that things, they, they just can't be a 90-win team season and just kind of work through. This is a team with expectations. And what I'm looking forward to do with this team is, is just – some boringness to it you know last year we had addison russell uh, saga we had the ben zobra saga um we had a myriad of injuries going uh, throughout the year javi baez the last month i mean no wonder the season ended and 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 played out like it did so i'd like to see a little bit more uh, of a chip on their shoulder i'd like to see a little bit more of of a focused drive um and i think that's what the fans want to see as well they want to make sure this team cares and uh, i'm not sure you know, we all felt that way last year. Yeah, I agreed because I definitely, I definitely think that this team, you know, needs to show a little bit more than obviously what they've shown the last year because of the fact they are very talented and uh, hopefully they can prove that the window is not closing to say the least. So let's move on to the second inning and Javi Baez, who of course uh, has certainly become the star of this Cubs team. Um, made some interesting comments on the first day that he arrived at camp, kind of talking about the fact that last season in Joe Madden's last year, things became very lax in the clubhouse to the point where Javi was saying that he really wouldn't even warm up um, before the game. He kind of took the game as a chance to warm up. And he said a lot of times he was still cold, so to speak, in the first couple of innings and games can be won or lost in the first inning. So Hobby says he's kind of taking control to get back to where he was, more focused, getting the opportunity to really just get back onto the field and get ready for a game pregame as opposed to during the game. And I think last year showed this team that even though they're good on paper, Chad, you got to be able to produce in the actual box score if you're going to win games. And I think the Cubs really got a big piece of humble pie after last season. 
You know, I think it, it dead on and it, it's 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 infuriating a bit to hear that. Right. I mean, it's infuriating to read that and 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 understand that this team, you know, has in some cases maybe have gone through the motions. And this was a team and people have talked about it. This team will be a legend. This team is, is legendary based upon what they did in 2016. Um, but do they want to actually, you know, have a legacy beyond that? Do they want to not, do they want to be the team that broke the curse or do they want to be uh, spoken of as a, as a dominant team of, of a 10 year period or whatever that is? Um, so I, I'm, I'm heartened to see that. Uh, I, I know David Ross, a big piece of what he's going to be doing with his, his, his coaching staff in Mesa is to making, making sure that, that people are warming up together and, and, uh, and, and becoming more focused and Ryan, a really quick aside. And it, I just thought of it as you set this inning up. Do you remember two innings or, two seasons ago when I threw out that inning idea of the most untouchable Cubs star and I said Javi Baez and you did not agree with me who do you think the most untouchable Cubs star is now well now it's definitely Javi Baez for sure I think <laughs> he's, he's absolutely the guy yeah, yeah absolutely yes. I saw I, the future I saw your yeah, future <laughs> you did Preskin you are go play the lottery you need to go play it now I'm on it um I'm let's on move it. on now to the third inning Chad and um the owner Tom Ricketts he was recently on the score 670 and he talked about how he believes this team the Chicago Cubs in their current incarnation um, is still the best team in the NL Central and he expects them to win the division and make the postseason Um, I understand that he needs to say what he needs to say but is Tom Ricketts correct in the Cubs still being the best team in the NL Central I say no Um, I still say it's the Cardinals and I say a close second is going to be the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, where do you stand on that? Yeah, I, I think the Reds uh, look to be the cream of the crop. I don't see the Cardinals as being ahead of the Cubs right now. I, th- I think they're pretty even with with the decisions made, not made uh, in the offseason. You know, I'll just address Tom Ricketts for just a second and say the tone deafness of his comments in, at the Cubs convention, you know, when he mentioned the marquee and, and he was surprised by the boos, you know, and I, I think, you know, from his perspective as well, you know, he is, you know, it's a top three payroll team. I mean, you know, this is, this is an organization that is spending a lot of money um, to put a, a group, a really quality group of players out there, but yeah, it's not mortgaging the future and going over 300 million, which you can't do. There's ramifications to doing that financial. Um, is this the best team? Um, I think they had a lot of bad luck. We talked about this last year. I mentioned in the first inning, I had they, a lot of distractions, a lot of injuries. I want to see this team at, at full strength. And if that happens with a closer that's had a full spring training and, and, a, and a bullpen that has some opportunities to stretch things out, um, I think this team has an opportunity um, to definitely um, go beyond the, the 85 or, you know, 84, 85 uh, win projection. Yeah. A lot of ifs, though. So it's certainly a lot, a lot of, of ifs. Need to fall that's sports. Way. Yeah. It is sports. So fourth inning now. And the other big story to come out of uh, spring training thus far is Chris Bryant and the media availability that he had the other day talked about a myriad of topics, but including the fact that he wants to stay with the Chicago Cubs beyond the 2021 season. Of course, Chris Bryant has been in a lot of talk about potential trades um, with various teams. And um, Chris Bryant, though, saying uh, here and now that he wants to remain a Chicago Cub and he loves this organization. But at the same time, are the Cubs going to be able to pay Chris Bryant? Um, in the same interview that Tom Ricketts did about the Cubs making the playoffs, Ricketts kind of just kind of passed the buck over to Theo and Jed and said, look, they're in charge of baseball decisions. If they can make it work from a money standpoint, then yes, we of course want to keep Chris Bryant. Um, But it's going to cost a lot to keep Chris Bryant, Chad. And I mean, it's going to cost him the 
$300 million range. And I just don't know if the Cubs are going to be able to sign both Chris Bryant and Javi Baez to those kind of deals. Yeah, you know, I, I feel pretty strongly about this. You know, we've had offline conversations about where I feel um, this is heading. And if, you know, if you're a longtime listener and we can check back in in, in, in a couple years' time, um, nothing's going to happen. You know, he, he's got Scott Boris as, as an agent, and Scott is going to let it run its course, and he is going to see what the market holds in two years, you know, when a new collective bargaining agreement is in play. And he could – you know, if, if he has two really strong years with the Cubs, he has an opportunity to be a half billion dollar guy. If he can show what he is capable of and has been capable of in the past. But, you know, there are guys out there like, you know, his childhood buddy in Bryce Harper, who didn't have any interest on making three hundred million dollars um, and having a trophy outside of watching Nationals Park in 10 years time. Um, he wanted to get paid. And so he went to the Phillies where he could open up a new market and, and do more for his his endorsements and, and open up, you know, and he could be a legend somewhere else and sell more jerseys elsewhere and, and make a good salary and be wrapped up for the rest of his career. Will Chris Bryant want to do that when they, you know, they start a new baseball team at, at um, in Las Vegas in a couple of years and be the face of that franchise? If they pay him, I he potentially will. So I think it really comes down to let's just be patient. Let's let Chris be healthy for the first time in a couple of years, play well and up to his expectations and let this team win behind him and behind his power. I don't think we're going to see a Chris Bryant contract until the offseason after he is a free agent in two seasons. Yeah, agreed. And uh, more importantly, do you know something about a team in Las Vegas? I think is the better question now. All of a sudden you're predicting uh, Major League Baseball in Vegas. May, may it happen uh, the next couple of years. You never know. So let's- I, I think I, oh, I'll, I'll say this. I, I think uh, the Knights showed it's possible that there is a local feel to it. I've been to a few Knights games there. It's incredible. I think the Raiders are going to show us if it's possible in a large stadium where ticket prices are a lot. Uh, well, hockey prices are expensive as well. But for baseball, I think if those two work, I think you're going to see an NBA team de- there. You're going to see a Major League Baseball team there because betting, we have not talked about betting in a while, betting is going to add so much money to the bottom yeah. line of these franchises. There will be a team in Vegas one time soon. All right, here we go. It. Here we go. He's predicting another one. So let us move on to the fifth inning. <laughs> Jason Kipnis, the Chicago native, grew up in Northbrook, Illinois, played for the Cleveland Indians for the last several seasons. Of course, the Cubs saw him in the 2016 World Classic, or rather Fall Classic. And now Jason Kipnis has signed a minor league deal with the Cubs with the opportunity to make the big league roster. Uh, Chad, are we potentially seeing the starting second baseman for the Cubbies this year? What do you think? I mean, if he could fall into that Ben Zobrist role, I really, really like that. Um, He has a lot to play for. Um, in, in the fact that he's coming, you know, coming home and playing for his childhood team. And let's take a really quick, you know, thought about Kipnis. He hit a foul ball that made every Cubs fan heart stop until then we knew it was a foul ball there in game seven. And so, I mean, he had the opportunity to come away from that thing as the MVP of the World Series, the way he was playing. Um, and, and he would have forever <laughs> destroyed his opportunities to come back to, to Chicago because he would have been the dagger guy. But I like it. You know, we're supposed to have that guy in Daniel Descalso. He is not that guy, but I also am hopeful to see to, to see him, uh, you know, figure out his wrist situation that plagued him last year. So, you know, Kipnis is a fun pickup. Um, it's a low risk uh, pickup and uh, and he has something to play for. And, and uh, he's I mean, he's like us. If we got to put on that jersey, he's as excited as that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, moving on to the sixth inning, 
Um, some interesting comments from Joe Madden as he is now very, with the, uh, very Anaheim or Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I never know how you uh, are supposed to pronounce that team name. But Theo Epstein, who in a wide range interview talked about how, you know, it was just time for Joe to kind of go his separate ways. And they had a good you know run and that there were no philosophical differences. And then Joe comes out and kind of says, actually, there were philosophical differences, even though they left on good terms. Um, I don't think this is a surprise, Chad, only because I think people knew the reason why Joe left was because he was doing things his way and Theo wanted things done his way. And Joe kind of just figured, look, maybe it's best you kind of get a guy who is willing to do things your way. So I'm not entirely like taken aback by how this all went down. I'm more just taken aback that they weren't in sync where uh, they didn't say the same thing. But leave it to Joe. He's always been a straight shooter anyway. So. I'm not completely shocked by how this all unfolded. I, I'm going to disagree. And I, I think you missed one piece of this puzzle, which was when Theo um, and Joe came out there in that last weekend and they announced that he, they would not be re-signing him, that they would finish out his five-year contract and, and move on. You know, Joe Madden said, no, guys, he actually – he actually chastised the media during that press conference. Guys, you're making up stories. There is no philosophical differences. There's nothing to find here, guys. Nothing happened here. Sometimes these things run its course. I'm paraphrasing everything except for what he said. You guys are making this up. There's no philosophical differences. So now he's there with the Angels. He's making good with his new group. He obviously wants to retire an Angel and, and lead this very talented team um, to, to potential uh um, you know, having some role in baseball, even though they've been kind of a also runs in, in the last several years since Pujols has been in, in play. Um, he he's he's saying the things that he he basically is saying he was lying to us. He and he say he's saying, hey, there were philosophical differences. I you know we we I had a the thumb of the the front office on me at all times. I don't manage like that. And so that Ryan for me is 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 a very jarring, um, you know piece uh, that could impact his legacy going forward what i appreciate that theo did on the back end was he said i'm not going to get into a situation i'm not going to i'm, I'm gonna and he said i'm gonna take the higher ground and say we appreciated his time but that was surprising words for me for a guy in joe who i always felt a little zen like that he wouldn't kind of rattle those cages and those cages got rattled they did, but I don't think it is going to affect his legacy when it's all said and done. I, I mean, he has cemented himself as arguably the greatest yes. manager in Cubs history. And I think we let bygones be bygones. We will love Joe forever, and, and he will be successful with the, uh, the Angels as well. Time now for the seventh inning stretch here on the Friendly Confines. We're very excited for our guests this week as we start spring training. Of course, you can catch the Cubs now on the Marquee Sports Network, and we have basically the new face of the Marquee Sports Network. It is Cole Wright, who you will see on your TV screens, hosting the pre- and post-game shows, among other shows on the Marquee Network. He's kind enough to give us a few minutes here on the Friendly Confines. Cole, welcome, and welcome to being our seventh-inning stretch conductor today. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, man. No, no better time, especially at Wrigley, than the seventh inning stretch, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you're going to know that uh, very well in the uh, very near future. Welcome back to Chicago. I know you are a uh, 
a uh, Chicago native, and you're going to be uh, the newest member of the Marquee Sports Network. They unveiled it at the Cubs convention um, earlier uh, last month. So, first of all, just I'll ask you how excited you are to be home again and a part of the new Marquee Sports Network, and what that means to you. I mean, super excited. You know, just the fact that I was a kid that grew up, you know, going to Wrigley Field whenever we had a chance to, you know, come down to the city from the suburbs, and uh, you know, being a guy that lived, you know, just um, essentially 12 blocks from Wrigley, you know, when I was done with college. And, you know, anytime, you know, we, we knew anybody that had some, some extra tickets, we'd, we'd go to a game. And to think that now I'm in the position where, you know, essentially I'm, I'm, I'm working for the franchise, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a very humbling experience. Uh, you know, it just lets you know, like, you know, what, what can happen if you, if you work hard. And, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm very excited. You know, just to the fact that I'm, I love baseball. I'm a baseball guy. You know, I, we, I was, on the team that took second in state in, uh, in, in Illinois in 1996. Just to let you guys know that I'm getting old now. But, um, <laughs> you know, once, once again, just, just to be able to get back to Wrigley and, you know, be in the same neighborhood. I was, you know, just earlier in the day, I was looking around at, at homes and, and things to potentially, you know, potential places to live. And it's crazy. Like this, this is my old neighborhood. I used to live right around the corner from Wrigley. So to be back here in a whole different capacity, it's, 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 it's pretty surreal. Uh, I want to ask you what fans can expect from the Marquee Network. What, what, other, in addition, to obviously watching Cubs games, um, what other programming can we expect? Certainly, the lineup looks great. I mean, some of the analysts you guys are bringing on, uh, Lou Pinella, Rick Sutcliffe, just to name a few, um, really in-depth guys that know that organization inside and out. How would you describe what fans can look forward to this season when they're watching the Marquee Sports Network? I think fans can expect, you know, un- unparalleled, uh, coverage. I mean, I, th- I think that, you know, our coverage is going to be second to none. I mean, we're going to have a- 150 of the 162 games on our air. Um, we're going to see, you'll be able to see all the spring training games. Um, you know, our, like you said, all that different analysts, whether it be Lou Pinello or Rick Sutcliffe or Ryan Dempster or Jason Hamill, like there's, there's so many different guys who are going to be able to bring so many different uh, opinions and outlooks and they'll be able to bring their expertise to the broadcast and, you know the the studio, which you'll have to wait until February 22nd to see. I mean, it, it's it's gorgeous. You know, ha- having worked you know for the Red Sox at Nesson and and also for the Dodgers uh, at Spectrum and Sportsnet LA. Um, you know, th- their studios are great, but this studio right here is is something special. I think they really put the time and the effort in. I think they were they were very meticulous with with everything and wanted to make sure everything looked as Chicago centric and Cub centric as possible and. You know the studio is, is is really great. Like I said, the coverage of of, of you know, all the games that we're going to have on the air is going to be second to none. And the one thing that really jumps out to me is that our marquee sports network studios are right across the street from Wrigley Field. Like when I worked for the Red Sox in Nesson, those studios are in Watertown. Fenway Park is downtown. I mean, it, it was it would take you at least eighteen minutes with with great traffic to get there. The Spectrum Studios are in El Segundo. Dodger Stadium is in Chavez Ravine. That's 22 miles away. We'll be able to do pregame and postgame shows if something like warrants us leaving the studio and going across, or if we need to get a player from the dugout, like, hey, let's bring him over before we have 45 minutes till the game starts. Let's get him over here. We, we might be able to do that. And I don't think there's, there's, there are no other regional sports networks that are able to do that. And I think just the amenities we have at our fingertips 
unbelievable. That's pretty fantastic. We're talking with Cole Wright, of course, who is uh, the host of the Marquee Sports Network, the new network for the Chicago Cubs. It's going to be starting extremely soon, uh, and you, of course, can catch him on there coming over from the NFL Network. So, Cole, for those who may not be familiar with you and what you're going to be doing, what is your role exactly going to be um, when you're on air now for the uh, Marquee Network? Well, essentially, I'll be the pre- and and post-game show host so you know every time the cubs baseball comes on you know we'll be doing an hour-long pre-game and and, an hour-long post-game or however much time warrants it if if a game ends at who knows if it's a day game and you know it it wraps up at at three o'clock and or 315 and maybe we'll go till four if it's a great game we'll we'll see how long we can stay on the air and it's just there's just certain things like that and that's one of the luxuries of you know it being their network it's the cubs network and, and we can do pretty much blowout specials. If we want to be able to, if a game is fantastic and it has an unbelievable ending, then we can go an hour and a half on a post-game show if, 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 if it warrants that. And I just think that's another thing that we have at our fingertips that is, is a little bit different than, than other than other networks. And there's their, their programming is already set in stone. Ours, not as much. I know there's going to be some there's going to be some college programming that will be on there, whether it's basketball or college baseball. You know, We'll be able to bring that as well. But it's it's just it's an exciting new adventure. I, I I can't wait for everything to get underway. Of course, we are talking with Cole Wright, who is with the Marquee Sports Network, and I want to mention you can follow Cole on Twitter at Cole Wright NFL. Are you going to change the Twitter handle? I think that's it, a it's going to get changed. Yeah, but that's the thing. I'm I'm going to let all the professionals with the uh, Marquee Sports Network's uh, social team. I'm yes. going to let them handle that because I feel like they're a whole different generation than us. As we call them, we call them the kids. At least that's what I call them. Right. I'm getting old now. So I'll let I'll let the kids handle it. I don't want to lose my blue check mark. I want to make sure everything is <laughs> is sanctioned through Twitter, and I want to stay as official as possible. So and, I'll let those I'll let the kids do that. Yeah, no, that's understandable. And I do want to mention the reason it's it's Cole Wright NFL is for people that may not know Cole is at NFL Network. You also host a show on NFL Radio on Sirius XM. So there is that tie in that you have to the NFL that you've been covering for a long time prior to you coming over to the Marquee Network as well. So Cole, let me talk to you just about the team in general. And I don't know how much of a deep dive you've been able to get into with this ball club so far as we look at the 2020 season. But just from what you've been able to kind of digest so far as we go into spring training, what are your initial thoughts of the 2020 Chicago Cubs and and what you ultimately think this team is capable of doing. I mean, I think they're capable of winning the Central. I mean, there's a there's a lot of, of solid pieces to this winning puzzle that are still around. I mean, everyone sits there and talks about Chris Bryant and all the, you know, the potential moves. The only move I want to see is him you know, moving side to side and then quality lateral movement down there at third base because I mean, this guy's a former MVP. You know, he's coming off of fluke injuries and it's just. He can get back to where he needs to be. This guy, the sky's the limit. He's still young, and to have one of those premier third basemen and a guy that has an MVP in the last three seasons, it's it's a pretty good quality to have in a guy that's on your team, and especially a guy who's a Cub. You know, that's it's not like he's a guy you acquired from another team. He's come up in your in your franchise through the through the minor leagues, and this has been a guy who's been homegrown. So, you know, I mean. We, I feel like sometimes fans are fickle, and you know when when there's a lot of success, they they find things to complain about. When 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 things are going the right way, 
that's when you hear more grumblings. And I feel like right now that, that the grumblings need to cease when it comes to Chris Bryant because I feel like this guy is one of the best in the game, and I can't wait to see what 2020 holds for him. And then you go across the diamond, and you have Anthony Rizzo, and then you, and then on the mound there's Kyle Hendricks. I just feel like there's so many pieces of that winning puzzle that are still around. Kyle Schwarber, I mean, he put up a, a better second half than, than than almost anybody in Major League Baseball. I mean, the guy was ripping the cover off the ball, and I heard he's been just a gym rat all off season long. So. I'll be doing a one-on-one with with Kyle down at uh, spring training, and you know, we will we'll be able to bring that to you on Marquee Network. So it, it's going to be great. Like I said, I think that this this team has all the potential in the world, just a little fine tuning and and consistency. I mean, that's what every team needs. It sounds easier said than done, but as long as you can stay consistent. At the end of the season, you'll find yourself in the mix. I think that's exactly where the Cubs are going to find themselves this year. Is there a guy other than the obvious, the, the Javis, the Bryants, as you mentioned, the Rizzos, that you say this guy needs to have a strong bounce back year and, and could be the guy to look at that 2020 could be a year that something special is going to happen for him? I mean, I don't think there's any one guy in particular, but I mean – when you look at a guy like Wilson Contreras, I mean, the sky's the limit for him. So, I mean, if, if he posts the kind of numbers that everyone knows that he can, I, I think that he'll be not an under-the-radar guy, but he'll be a guy who can certainly make this team tick. And I think, you know, for David Ross, I think to, to have a player like that at his disposal, I, I think, you know, he goes to sleep at night and he's like, all right, I, I'm glad he's on our team and, and not anyone else's. So, it's, it's just a guy like that, I, I think, that, that has so much potential, could be, you know, a, a, a pace setter. So we'll see. But like, like I said, that's why you play all the games. There's 162 of them. And, you know, if you can't fake it through 162 games. You either have it or you don't. You mentioned Kyle Hendricks. Um, the other four guys in the rotation, of course, people are looking at John Lester and Hugh Darvish and Jose Quintana. Um, if you had to make a guess right now, and, and my opinion is, I don't think David Ross even knows, who's the fifth starter right now? Do you have a, an observation on your end who you think that should be? I mean, there's so many. I mean, it could be a guy we've never even heard of that we've never even had any, you know, any any clue that he was going to jump on the scene. And that's that's the best part of spring training. That's when positions are 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 won and lost. And you know, if there's if there's someone that wants to take that spot, if it, if it is such a question mark as you and I both believe, I think that someone needs to take the bull by the horns and show that they're ready to be that fifth man in the rotation and they're ready to make a make a run at the NL Central Championship. Is Darvish to you still the uh, the undisputed ace on this team, or you think it's more of an ace by committee right now? It, it all is dependent on what what they show in in spring training and in the, the first few few outings of the season. I mean, I think it would be number one by committee until someone shows me that they're that surefire number one. If you Darvish goes out there and he starts the season, he's three. If he's you know four and zero with a, a microscopic ERA, then yeah, he's the number one. You're that guy. You proved it. But until then, I mean, I, I think a lot of guys on this staff have number one guy kind of stuff. So let's just see how the the, the season takes us, and, and let's just follow that current, and, and we'll see whatever whatever works out works out. You yeah. know, you never want to put too many things in in place or, or set so many things in stone because it, it, then it it gives you less wiggle room. I feel like the more the more room you have to to improvise, and you know, if your lineup say this guy he could bat fifth, he could bat second. He could bet ace. It just depends, you know, whether it's a, whether it's you know a, a defensive or an offensive lineup, whatever you're looking for. I think that you don't want to you don't want to necessarily hamstring yourself to one specific lineup or one specific rotation. 
Yeah, and I, I guess my follow-up to that, is that how you kind of look at the center field and, and second base spot right now? Just kind of, we're going to have to wait and kind of see in, in that spot, and so is David Ross in, in that regard. Sure, I mean, and there's those, those guys that we saw last year. I mean, we saw Nico jump on the scene. Uh, I mean, he, he played well, and I just I just feel like, it's an ever, it's, it sounds so cliche. Everyone, they always say, you know, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, but it is. I feel like guys really come on later. I mean, we've seen it with other teams and other players and, and guys that have been on the Cubs in years past where they've been in the league before, they've kicked around and, and then things finally click. They, they slow down and that happens with teams. I mean, we, what were the, what were the Washington Nationals last year? 19 and 34 at one point? Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, it, it can happen with any team. We're talking with Cole Wright, of course, from the Marquee Sports Network. And um, Mark, uh, Cole, for those who uh, are interested, when is the uh, when does the Marquee Sports Network like officially start and go on air? When can people officially see you? When does that all go down? February twenty second, first spring training game. Um, Ryan Dempster and I will be uh, the first voices you hear on the network here and see, and uh, we're going to give a nice little lead in to. Uh, to what our network's going to be all about, and then we'll get that first game out of the way, and we'll be off and running. I I, I want to take you out on this. A um, lot of news uh, buzzing about this proposed new baseball playoffs format. I don't know how much you've been reading about it. Um, what are your initial thoughts from what you have seen of what this could potentially be? It wouldn't obviously go into effect until 2022. Um, of of how positive negative this could be for Major League Baseball. What what was your initial reaction when you saw that story? I mean, I've seen fragments of it. Uh, I saw that it moves from from five teams to seven teams, and then the two top top tier teams like uh, get to pick their opponents. Yes, and, correct. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it seems it it seems fun. But it, it, it'll it'll seem real fun until that number one seed picks someone, and then they get their their brain speed in because that it's all about respect. And it's like, oh, you want us? Like, be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it in heaps. So, I don't know. Maybe it could add a, you know a little more intrigue to the postseason uh, schedule. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe is it going to elongate the playoffs? I mean, I feel like the baseball playoffs are pretty you know, nice and tidy, anyways. I mean, there there are no NBA playoffs because the NBA playoffs are like a whole season in and of themselves. But I mean, I, I I don't know if, if something could spice it up. Maybe we could use that. I mean, I don't. I really don't mind seeing you know WBC games where there's people in the stands with with drums and all kinds of noisemakers and having fun. I mean, that's that's what baseball is. It's, it's a departure from the regular. It's from it's a departure from every day. Go to the ballpark, have fun. You know, don't worry about the time limit. Don't worry about how long this pitcher's taking on the mound. Just worry about watching a good ball game, and when it's done with, it's done with. Then you go home, and then you carry on about everyday life. Absolutely. We're uh, talking with Cole Wright. Uh, spring training is here. Baseball is here, and the Cubs are going to be playing 2020 and gunning for another division title and try to bounce back after 2019. Cole, hey, man, thank you so, so much for joining us here on the Friendly Confines. Honestly, we'd love to have you. I don't know if this is official or not. I don't know if we're the, the quote-unquote first uh, Cubs podcast you've done since you've been a part of the network, but if you are, we feel we feel very honored, and we would love to have you on again uh, down the line if your schedule permits. Thanks for so much for for taking time to uh, to join us on here, and, and good luck with uh, the network. I know it's going to be a success, and like I said, we'd love to have you back, man. It was uh, great to talk to you. Absolutely. Anytime. The pleasure was all mine, and like I said, uh, you know, I- I'll be around, so we'll definitely be chopping it up. Thanks, Cole. Appreciate it. 
Our thanks to Cole Wright from the Marquee Sports Network. Of course, you can see him on the Marquee Sports Network starting this week. It's pretty exciting. They are going to be opening up for business, and Cole Wright will be a name that a lot of Cub fans are going to know uh, as he will be basically the face yeah. of the uh, new network. So that's kind of cool. And, of course, if you would like to get in touch with us on social media, you can't really see our faces a whole heck of a lot, nor would you really want to. But regardless, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan D. Lever, and you can find Chad as well at Cubs Confines. And, you know, it's interesting. There's still a lot of anxiety. You know, we are just a few days away from spring training starting. That's when the launch of, of, of the Marquee Network. Um, so with, with, with Hulu um, just signing on this week, I believe it's going to be like $55 a month. So that's kind of in place of Comcast. But, you know, they still haven't got Dish. They still haven't got, you know, they still haven't got Comcast. I think these are all going to be last-minute deals. I think a lot of spring training is not going to – a lot of viewers are not going to see this. But it's going to be interesting to watch. If you want to um, also check us out on social media elsewhere, uh, go to the Chicago Cubs Friendly Confines Cubs headquarters. I think I said Cubs twice there. But the Chicago Cubs Friendly Confines headquarters on Facebook. Um, really fun page there. And we're also taking time uh, um, uh, here and there uh, uh, getting questions and ideas from you. And, and who should we have on as our next guest uh, conductor? Um, really fun page. Also a great place as well to, to line up Cubs tickets for your next visit to Wrigley Field. Awesome. Very cool. All right. So let us move on now to the eighth inning. And Chad, something that's been in the news lately, aside from uh, a cheating scandal that I really do not want to get into. Disgusting. But, yeah. Yes. But one thing that uh, is going to be proposed in the next couple of seasons is the possibility of expanding the playoff system. So right now, as we have it, we, of course, have the division winners and then we have the uh, two wild cards. And then, of course, we uh, play that out and, and move on to the next round. However, now with the uh, new possible expansion, it would go from five teams to seven teams. And then the best team in baseball would in both the uh, American and National League would get a buy in the first round and then would have the option of who to play when they get that opportunity to um, another wrinkle to it is that um, most of the teams in the first round, in fact, not most, all of the teams would host the entire series, a three game series on their home field. So when it yeah. be like a play one at your place and then go on the road, it's like all three games, like you're playing a regular series season series is on the better teams yeah. home field. Um, so there, there's a lot of different things and a lot of moving parts. Um, what do you think of all these possible changes? I got to be honest. I don't know how I feel about a potential team that could be under 500 or around 500 making the playoffs. That to me is just kind of a weird dynamic, especially when you play 162 games, which just kind of minimizes the regular season yeah. that much more. I, I don't know how much I like this. I think I think that's going to be less likely because they're still going to they're still going to honor the division winners and it's going to be hard to win a division when you play most of your games against your division foes um, you know, it's really hard if everybody's going to be under 500. So that's one thing to think of. But but why seven teams? Why not just eight teams, right? Like, the, you know, model NFL football where eight teams, you know, in each league, so 16 total, you know, make it. And you've got the wild card round, the divisional round, the championship round. Um, I like some of the things like like just having the, the, the team with the better record, you know, get a three-game series, you know, best out of, best out of three. I kind of like those pieces. But 
you know, I think it's interesting. I think this is all a distraction, Ryan. I think I think this is thrown out there because they want to gather some headlines away from what happened. And we're not going to talk about Houston right now. Um, I will say this. Manfred right now, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of trending online the last couple of days fire him because of what he said as he dismissed the cheating scandal and the reaction by the public to it. He called the World Series trophy just a piece of metal. So I, I really honestly, when he, this is thrown out there by him, it's an opportunity uh, to gather some headlines for, for talking points on radio, keep baseball um, in the news. But let's be honest, this guy is, is uh, he's struggling right now, and, and all eyes are watching how he's handling this situation with, with the Astros, who forever in my mind are going to have an asterisk. Yeah, well, it's, I always go back to the famous quote, was it Dallas Keuchel who said, we're not the 2016 Cubs? No, you're definitely not. Yeah. You're the 2017 Astros who cheated to win uh, a World Series. So let's end <laughs> I up love there, it. Chad. Uh, ninth inning now, and um, a familiar face back in Mesa with a team and a player that was so beloved for all the years that he played. That being Mark Grace, who is the newest member of the Marquee Network. He's going to work part-time, also keep his position within the Arizona Diamondbacks organization as well. But um, it was great to see Gracie kind of back on the field with uh, some of the Cubs legends that we know so well and uh, signing some autographs and meeting up with some of the players. I I always really just was sad that Mark Grace was never really a part of the Cubs organization um, in all the years after he retired and he was more aligned with the Arizona Diamondbacks. I I mean, there was a part of me that thought one day Mark Grace was going to be a manager for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Never ever came to fruition, but I'll tell you, there was nobody that really defined the Cubs of like the late 80s and like mid 90s than Mark Grace. And and I was so happy for him when he won a World Series with Arizona, as much as I wish it could have been with the Cubs. My favorite Mark Grace moment for me um, would have to be the 89 playoffs against the Giants when he literally went toe to toe with Will Clark and just absolutely played out of his mind. I want to say he hit like over 700 in that series or at least 600 and just was by far and away the best player on the Chicago Cubs in that series. The Cubs lost in five, but Mark Grace really showed after that, that he was one of the top players. And to this day, career 300 hitter, he, he retired as um, just showed what an incredible baseball player and a great contact hitter he was with the Cubs. Yeah, and you know, and you know, the other piece of that puzzle is is he is he is the hits leader for the '90s for the entire decade, and yep. and, and that uh, that is you know for him to have that and and not uh, and not to get any looks you know into Cooperstown, it's 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 interesting um, because again that that came in the the era where where baseball uh, became about the power numbers and some of the other you know the other pieces. I'd like to see some of his more of his advanced metrics before I really go down that path. But I'll I'll share you know. From from my perspective, I think what the Marquee Network is doing right now is smart. They're they're getting as many names and faces as they can. Um, you know, Grace to me is is will always be a Cub, but but he you know he has aligned himself with Arizona. He's chosen to do that. Arizona stuck by him when he had his DUI uh, uh, that 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 did impact his career early on. He's come out of that a, a stronger, a better man, which I can totally appreciate the reclamation story there. Um, but I, you know, it's the same. You know, you say that that's you were sad that he is let, less associated with the Cubs. I have that same feeling about Andre Dawson. You know, you know, Andre was just took the opportunity to to kind of be the face of uh, for a while of of the Miami. Um, Marlins. And so I, I'm glad to see him back with the Cubs as well. But it's going to be interesting to see how all of these part-time guys 
Phil. I mean, I, I, could, I, I, I joke around every time they, they name somebody new, Ryan, I just picture one of those, one of those ridiculously silly NFL pregame shows where they have like nine guys, you know, behind, right. like yeah. rows and rows. I, I cannot wait to watch Marquee just to see how they make this work. And if they want to get people excited and talking about Marquee, they're going to keep on trickling out names like Mark Grace. Um, and he is a quality broadcaster. And I can't wait to see how it fits in there. But it is interesting that he's remaining with Arizona. But uh, you know, absolutely one of the one of the, the, the one of my Cubs faves. Absolutely. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this edition of the Friendly Confines. Once again, our thanks to Cole Wright of the Marquee Sports Network. Join us next week. We'll have more for you coming up, coming up as spring training has begun in Mesa. Have a good one, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. See you at the ballpark, everybody. just a game for I've seen other teams and it's never the same when you're born in Chicago you're blessed and you're a field the first time you walk into Wrigley